Welcome to Engineering Fields of Dreams podcast. We're here to share stories and professional experiences of engineers across disciplines and let you explore the amazing world of engineering. Each episode, you'll hear inspiring stories and advice from engineers, allowing you to learn from their successes and experiences. Whether you're an engineering student, a veteran engineer, or just curious about engineering, we invite you to join us and explore the amazing and ever-changing world of engineering. Welcome to this episode, From Blueprints to Project Plans, with our guest, David. Thank you for being here today, David. Would you please introduce yourself? My name is David Topete. Really quick, just a quick intro. Yeah, I am a graduate from Santa Clara University. I got a bachelor's of science degree in civil engineering in 1995 which I eventually did go back and receive my master's of science in civil engineering with a focus on structural engineering. It was officially conferred in 2015. So there was a little bit of a gap there between my degrees. So why did you choose this career? I chose civil engineering primarily because I really didn't know what else I would kind of do. Just going back to my childhood, I always had a an interest, I guess, like in construction and going by a construction site, be it a house being built or a, a steel framing that was going up or a little building, be it a little strip mall or something like that. I was always just fascinated with cranes and earth movers and bulldozers and things like that. Hearing a saw, cutting through wood, helping my dad on little projects around the house in the backyard, little things like that. I had an interest in that. And I just kind of felt like I had more of a mechanical sense in terms of how things kind of go together. I can kind of visualize from 2D to 3D. Um, and with that, I chose to go civil engineering. Another background to that was I recall projects in grade school where the assignment was to draw something. And one day, I think I was in fourth grade and I drew the layout of the playground at our school. The teacher said, ah, that's pretty good. Maybe you can be an architect. <laughs> so I was like, all right, great. I'll be an architect. And then sure enough, in high school, I kind of did a little more research and honed in on civil and structural engineering. That's where I kind of went structural engineering and I didn't back away during, during my college time. I stuck it out and went that route. And you've transitioned now into kind of project management, correct? That is correct. Yeah, I Again, I did civil engineering, structural engineering. I've done a handful of different projects and I did structural engineering for a good 20 plus years. And eventually what happened as I did go back to to finalize and get the graduate degree in structural engineering, that was at a time when the economy was a little bit slower. I was between jobs and my wife just basically kind of said, you know, clean up her resume and see what else might be out there. And it was kind of through a mutual friend who reached out to me and said, hey, there's a position for project management. You kind of seem to be pretty well like with doing that type of work. Maybe that might be something you can look into. And that was as a project manager at a basically a government facility. So, so yeah, so basically the day-to-day structural engineering, I kind of just, in all honesty, I kind of hit a wall and I needed something. And I figured what's the worst that can happen? I can try this and if it works out great, if it doesn't, I know I can always get another 
position in structural engineering or whatever. So yeah, so for the past about six or seven years, I've been now in project management working on larger facility type of construction, working as kind of an owner's rep, owner's representative for, for construction projects, for capital projects. And definitely having a civil structural engineering background, having been exposed to the AEC industry, I feel like it's helped me a lot because I have enough knowledge of most different areas of kind of how things go together, working with the various partners, be it the owners or the clients, but also the other team members and trying to coordinate activities and trying to make sure that things come together on time, try to come together on budget. So the engineering background has helped, has served me well in that respect. That's a very interesting career story. What is one thing that you know now that you kind of wish you knew before graduation? It's a great question. Before graduation, I didn't know much, but I did know that I needed to pay attention in class, which I like to say that I did. What I learned after graduation was that when you're in business, time is money and your employer is going to look for you to be more efficient with your time. Because the more time you take, the more money it's going to cost. I think in school, you're taught a lot of the theory of what's being taught. But if you actually go out into the design world or engineering world to do that, again, time is money. Your employer is going to be looking to make sure that you learn just enough to make sure you finish that one task and move on to the next. I assume with project management, time management is a very important aspect to that. And what are some of the tricks of the trade that you've learned to try to maximize time and not burn yourself out? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think a lot of it, yeah, time management is a key skill to, if it's inherent, great. It certainly can be acquired. And it's just a matter of, for me, it's writing even little post-it notes, just kind of little tasks, little to-dos of what needs to be done end of the day, what needs to be done tomorrow, what needs to be done end of the week. And trying to stay on top of that, using tools on your calendar to set reminders and to, it's like similar to your alarm clock to not hit snooze. Yeah. You want to make sure that you kind of take care of the task in, in a reasonable time. And you're going to learn to prioritize and reprioritize all of those tasks and all of those things that are needed. Some can be delayed a day or two or whatever the situation is, but some will need more attention. So it's a matter of trying to find that balance of what's what's going to need your attention now, what's going to need your attention a little bit down the road. For sure. And I would add on to that. I think sometimes when you reprioritize something, you should just, especially if it's a small thing, try to get it done. Because sometimes you might spend more time reprioritizing it and thinking about it and being anxious about it than it would have actually taken to get it done. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Yes. In your 20 plus year career, can you recall a challenging professional situation and what did you learn from it? I thought about this question when you presented it and I kept going back to one time when I was on a phone call with an architect on a project and the architect just didn't quite seem to be getting the point that I was trying to make. And unfortunately I raised my voice and I kind of slammed the phone and just frustration and anger. I pride myself on being a little bit more reserved and to not get to that point. 
And that's one thing that one time that I, yeah, I did, I lost my temper, I lost my composure. And since I've learned to deal with that a little bit, a little better, but that's something that, that comes down to kind of going back just to project management in general. It's a lot of it is people management, it's personality management, it's knowing whom you can, you could reach out to, but it's people skills. It's knowing how to say please and thank you, knowing to own up to a mistake and say, Hey, I screwed up. Can you help me out? And sometimes just can kind of being contrite in those situations can help go a long way. And that's, that was one of the, certainly one of the things that I kind of learned from that one specific incident. I'm sure there have been others, but yeah, a lot of it is just being able to be humble enough to say I screwed up and I would really like so-and-so's help or your, your help with the, the situation. Yeah, just being able to hold your composure in those interpersonal dialogues. Uh, emails are really good to, you can draft an email and to not hit send. That's yeah. one of my favorite techniques. Yes. Get it out, get it out of your system and then hit delete. Exactly. It helps a lot. <laughs> but I also, I'm sure to change the recipient to myself so that it doesn't accidentally Definitely get sent. <laughs> That's yeah. my other tip on that strategy. <laughs> so were you able to repair things with that architect or how does that story end? Yeah, the story ends well. Yeah, after I recall after a day or two, I did reach out to him and I apologized for how I had reacted, how I responded. I think there may have been uh, maybe some cultural differences that Again, so some of the translation was lost in that exchange, but again, I'm not making any excuse. That was something that I should not have done. I did that. I apologize for it. And the project was successful after all that. And yeah, the relationship with that entity continued positively. So yeah, again, I'm trying to think of any other scenarios. And that really, that was the only one that really came up where I, it was not my finest moment. <laughs> But I think that was a great story and had lots of good lessons for the listeners. So thank you for that. Certainly. What advice would you impart to someone just starting their career? For me, what I've said to many students, I've, I've done a handful of career day presentations and my story isn't unique. It's unique to myself, obviously. But the one thing that I always try to impart is just always to, for everybody that's early in their career, starting in this career in this field is really just you need to be a sponge you need to really listen to what's being taught listen from from others who have been in your shoes maybe 10 20 30 years ago but try to learn from their experiences and try to really pay attention to some of the lessons that they're trying to impart be it anecdotal some stories that are told but basically try not to to repeat some other mistakes again just to be very very humble and to try to pay attention try to listen and learn from some of those prior experiences it that's the only way you really can you can grow is to really accept kind of accept where you're at if you don't have any experience the only way you're going to learn it is by doing something but also you're going to learn by making mistakes and trying to yeah to add that to the database and to learn from those mistakes I agree 100%. And I think that's very sage advice. So thank you for sharing it. And thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you very much. Happy to be on. 
we'd like to thank today's guests for sharing their professional experience and career advice. We appreciate their insight and taking the time to share them with our audience. To you, the listener, thank you for joining us on this journey and exploring the ever-evolving world of engineering. We hope we've inspired you to pursue your dreams and ambitions. Let us know if there are topics or fields you'd like to hear more about. Until next time, we wish you the best of luck on your engineering journey.